Hello, welcome to the Taffy Marino podcast. I'm your host, Taffy, and I'm so glad that you joined me. Together, we are going to empower and encourage one another to do the good things God planned for us long ago. Let's get started. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, We are going to continue our um, last week's episode, which was titled Anxious for Nothing. We're going to continue that today. And it's, it's kind of a part two. But as I was studying for this, because it, I didn't quite get to finish last week, but as I was studying, you know, I just prayed that prayer and I said, Lord, just show me the things that I do not know and give me revelation in this. So not only I can grow in it, but I can also encourage you in this. Um, And he did. He gave me some things that I've never seen before. But before we jump into that, I do want to encourage you. A lot of times when we deal with anxiety or worry, care, we struggle with that. It's easy to become discouraged or even when you hear a teaching on it to take on this heaviness or this weight. And you know, God never wants that. We are to always lean on him, to trust in him. And we operate, you know, by faith through grace or by grace through faith. And he helps us to do the things that we could not do on our own. So I want you to know this whole series or th- these next two or three, at least, um, episodes, I want you to be encouraged and to hear it from the heart that it's coming from because I understand this. Um, so the th- after I prayed that prayer, Lord, just show me the things that I do not know and, and give me some revelation in this. Three stories came to mind. Um, the story of Job the story of Mary and Martha, and the story of the disciples in the storm with Jesus. In studying these stories, I noticed a few things. I noticed some behavior patterns out of these three stories. Um, I noticed that they were all anxious. They were busy for good reason. But there was also something else that I noticed. We're going to start in Job chapter 1, and I'm not going to read all of that to you, But I do want to go ahead and read a little bit. And it says that there was a man um, whose name was Job. He was blameless and upright and one who feared the Lord. But it also says that after his sons and daughters, they had left his home. They had their own houses that when on their appointed day, they would invite all their siblings over and they would have a feast. And it said after this feasting had run its course that Job would send and sanctify them and he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all because he was afraid that one of them may have sinned and may have cursed God in their hearts. So he did this regularly. So I don't know if you're familiar with Job, but that's what Job did um, in trying to, you know, that anxious worry and, and it caused you to be busy. Being anxious will cause you to be busy because you're trying to do something to fix your situation. 
in Mary and Martha, you can read that. If you go over in Luke 10, 38, you can read the whole story. I'm not going to read it. Um, but Jesus was friends with this family. There was a brother and two sisters. It was Lazarus and Mary and Martha. Well, they welcomed Jesus into their home. It said that uh, there was a certain woman actually named Martha who welcomed Jesus into her home. So she wasn't rejecting him. She actually loved him and cared for him. And it said there was another sister who sat at Jesus' feet, and she heard his words. Now, Martha was upset. It says she was distracted. She was very upset with all her serving. And finally, she come to Jesus. And this is a, it says that she said to Jesus, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve? Tell her to do something. <laughs> I love that. Um, she wanted everyone to feel as anxious as she felt. Um, but it also said that she was distracted. And I don't know if you remember, but last week, the word for being anxious, when you uh, look at that in the Greek, it actually means divided and distracted. So are you feeling distracted? Well, I think if you're feeling distracted, my hand, I'm raising it up. <laughs> if you're feeling distracted, then I think we need to be aware that that is really something that is used against us to cause us to um, not focus on Jesus like Mary was. Mary was focused. And this is Jesus's response to her. Um, he said, Martha. And then he said again, Martha, probably because he had to get her attention. She was probably so busy doing all the things that she thought had to be done. He's like, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed and Mary has chosen that good part and it will not be taken away from her. So he's really encouraging Martha in this moment to reevaluate what she is deeming important. He said, Mary has only found one thing that is needed, and she chose the good part. So every day we have a choice. Every moment we have a choice. Are we going to choose the good thing? Are we going to be distracted and upset and concerned and just busy, you know, trying to control, trying to make things happen, trying to prevent things from happening, which is not our job. It's never been our job to do that. Are we going to do that? Are we going to focus on Jesus? And it said that, the, that Mary did something different. It said she heard his words. Not only did she invite him into her home, but she sat, she was still, and she heard his words. There's something that we can learn from that. And we're going to revisit the story again, but I just want to bring out... I just want to highlight these stories so you'll know where I'm coming from as we continue on. Mark 4.35, it's the story where Jesus was with his disciples and he instructed them, let's go over to the other side. So they left the crowd behind and they took him along with other boats. It says that a terrible storm suddenly come upon them and the waves broke over the boat that it was almost, it began to take on water. Well, Jesus was in the stern of the boat and it said that um, they went to Jesus, they woke him up and they said, teacher, don't you care 
Now that's something, again, they were, all three were worried. Job was worried, Martha was worried, and the disciples were worried. As a result, they were busy. They were doing, they were trying to control the situation. But we see that Martha and the disciples both said, do you not care? See, they took the fact that Jesus wasn't worried, that he wasn't anxious and he wasn't busy, that they took that as he did not care for them. Um, you know, care and anxious actually have the same root word. So they were basically asking him, why aren't you anxious? We're anxious. We're full of care. We're full of worry. And we think you should be too. And then they also told him what, you know, they thought he should be doing. How many times do you find yourself doing that? You know, you're taking on things that really, they're not yours to take on. And you're bringing on, trying to carry the, the weight of it. You're trying to control it. You're trying to fix it or you're trying to prevent it. And all along, Jesus is saying you're choosing the wrong thing here and you're focusing on the wrong thing. Worry or care is not concern. Or I'm sorry. <laughs> Worry and caring is not being concerned with something. The care and the anxiety was causing them to be distracted and divided in their heart toward Jesus. You know, there's a really interesting study or story. I don't guess it, it was at one time a study, but there is a story about how type A personalities were discovered. Most of us know the type A personality, and we'll even describe someone like that. They're like, oh, well, they're type A, or they're, you know, they're type A to the nth degree or whatever, you know. Well, this is a really cool story, and I hope hearing these three examples from the Bible and the story that I'm going to give you that you just allow the Lord to begin to speak to your heart. So there were two cardiologists, Friedman and Rosman, who discovered the type A behavior by accident after they realized that their waiting room chairs needed to be reupholstered much sooner than they had anticipated. When the upholster arrived to do the work, he carefully inspected the chairs, and he had noted that these chairs were not wearing in a normal way. Uh, he discovered that there was something unique about their patients. In fact, he said, I've never seen anyone wear out chairs quite like this. Most patients in most waiting rooms where this man would go to reupholster the chairs, they waited patiently. But these cardiac patients, for some reason, were not able to sit in their seats for long. And they would wear out the arms of the chairs. Initially, the doctors dismissed his remark. And, and it wasn't until five years later that they actually began their formal research. Friedman and Rosman in 1976 labeled this behavior as type A personality. They conducted a research to show that people with type A personality run a higher risk of heart disease and high blood pressure than type B's. Although originally called type A personality, it has now been conceptualized as a set of behavioral responses, collectively known as the type A behavior pattern. 
So do you want to know what this type A looks like? <laughs> they tend to be very competitive and self-critical. They strive towards goals without feeling a sense of joy in their efforts or their accomplishments. Interrelated with this is a presence of significant life imbalance. This is characterized by a high work involvement. Type A individual, individuals are easily wound up and tend to overreact. They also tend to have high blood pressure. Type A personalities experience a constant sense of urgency. Are you hearing this? Don't you care? Type A people seem to be in a constant struggle against the clock. Often they become quickly impatient with delays and unproductive time, schedule commitments too tightly, and try to do more than one thing at a time, such as reading while eating or watching television. But one of the main characteristics of type A personality is hostility, and it appears to be the main factor linked to heart disease, and it is a better, is it a great predictor of that? But this type B personality, it describes individuals with a more relaxed, patient, and easygoing disposition compared to the type A counterparts. And people with a type B personality are more flexible, less competitive, relaxed, laid back. They just have this relaxed approach to life. Generally, they seem to be more tolerant of others. They're, they handle change well, and they're less driven by time or pressure. They also experience lower levels in stress, of stress, and they are perceived as more patient and less prone to aggression. Oh my goodness. I think we all have some type A qualities depending on what area of life you're talking about. Because there are things that we have not given to the Lord. I think just like Martha, when we are so anxious, so distracted, so distraught by whatever's going on in our life, and it can be good things. Mar Martha had Jesus in her home. She welcomed him. She was excited. The disciples were doing ministry with Jesus. And Job was a righteous man. However, they all found themselves in a place of anxiety and worry and taking on this care that was never theirs to have. You know, over in Peter, um, it's 1 Peter 5, it talks about how when you humble yourself under the hand of God, that you will then cast your care upon him because he cares for you. This is all in the same scripture, that first you must humble yourself under the mighty hand of God because pride does not want to cast their care. I know that hurts. Pride wants to handle it because pride thinks it can handle it. But when you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and you recognize that I can't handle this, I don't have the wisdom, the understanding, and the knowledge to deal with this. The best thing that I can do is cast all of my care and anxiety upon him because he cares for me. The very next scripture says to be sober, be, be vigilant. You know, we talked about this scripture several weeks ago. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about seeking whom he may devour. Resist him. Stay strong in faith. So how do we do this? Humble yourself, 
cast your care and then be on guard. Don't let worries and cares come back into your life. You know, after I mentioned in that first episode on anxiety that we have wonderful opportunities to be anxious. There are plenty of reasons that we could be upset and anxious. But God's one, Jesus said, do not worry. And then through Peter and through the Apostle Paul, he tells us to cast our care upon him because he does care for us. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, Jesus says, come to me if you're weary, if you're stressed out, if you're tired, and I'm going to give you rest. But then he says, come and learn of me. Follow me because I'm gentle and humble and you will find rest. What is he telling us? Basically, we have to learn how to live this way. It is not normal. It is not something that we're going to naturally do, but it is something that we can learn to do. One, we've been instructed to do it. And if Jesus instructs us, then it's possible. That should bring you hope. Because if you're dealing with anxiety today, you should have hope that you can overcome it. You should have hope that you can learn of Jesus, learn of his ways, um, learn how to do life. One says, Learn to walk in the unforced rhythms of grace. That's the message Bible. That's how it reads. And I just like that translation because it says, learn how to walk in the unforced rhythms of grace. You know, in Galatians 5, it basically, and I'll let you go and read that. I don't have time to read it. But Galatians 5 is where we find the fruits of the Spirit. But before it gives us the fruits of the Spirit, it talks about what happens when we walk in the flesh and how the flesh is always fighting against the Spirit. And they're just contrary to each other. And it says you will never do the things that you want to do when you're living out of your flesh. But it says if you're led by your Spirit, then you're free from all those things. And then it begins to talk about what do we see when we're living out of the flesh? You know what we see? The aggression, the hostility, the being impatient. Basically, it's a kind of a great description of that type A personality. But when we live out of our spirit, you see things like love, joy, peace, kindness, long-suffering, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You know, we would call that a type B personality. What am I saying here? I'm saying we can learn to let go of those cares and worries, cast them. One translation said once and for all, finally, completely letting them go, casting them over on God because he cares for us. We can change. Absolutely, we can change. Paul said, the old me is dead and there's a new me. I'm a new man. I am not the same person that I used to be. So I'm going to wrap this up. Next week, we're going to talk about rest. And I really want you to tune in. We're going to talk about when Jesus said, come and learn of me and you'll find rest. To truly rest, we have to let go of our care and anxiety. And it really is a letting go. It's completely trusting and it's letting go knowing that the that he that has um, started a good work in us will complete it. 
that he watches over his word to perform it, that we have every promise in Psalm 91. It is ours, that we can anchor our faith on that, that we don't have to be worried, distracted, or divided anymore. That should give you joy and hope today. So join us next week. It's going to be good. I'm really, there's so much already next week may be divided into two episodes. He is really showing me some things and I'm so thankful for it. I'm so thankful that we are going to grow in this together and we're going to let go of all fear and anxiety and we're going to start walking in grace and peace and hope and love. I hope you have a wonderful day and I hope you have a very blessed week. Thanks again for joining me.